0: This is the Planet Reigate Podcast.
1: Hello, this is Peter Stewart, episode 23 of the podcast, Saturday, February the 17th. Thank you so much indeed for listening. So what have we got lined up in the show this week? Well, we've got... uh, News of a couple of quizzes and a race night and the run Rygate winter trail race and a country walk. That's included in the Good Time Guide, along with talks on London's lost department stores. And another on Greek Bronze Age archaeology. Another talk on gardening this week as well. Brush up your Shakespeare at the Archway Theatre. News of a comedy night and a singles night... That they're not the same thing. Plus, the Reigate Repair Café is back after a short absence. We'll tell you the latest on the closure of the Harlequin and also the incident at the Town Hall this week. A local conservation area has been widened. Free food is available from East Surrey Hospital. We'll give you the lowdown on that. The Include charity is after your help, and we're happy to pass on their message. And we'll tell you about the Merstham Boot Library, Yeah, you heard correct. As one Rygate Café closes, another one opens. We'll give you details on both of those. How you can save some local chickens from meeting a grisly end. Three sets of local travel news, and we explain why Donnings is called Donnings. Our guest this week, from Little Kickers, the group for young footballers, is Yvonne. Plus, this week, Roberta the Rygate robot asks Rebecca from Merstham what she loves about living round here. And also, before we go, at the end of the show, natural sounds from a place you know, birds and bagpipes in Brockham. But first of all, let's say a few hellos to some people who got in touch during the course of the week. First of all, Simon. Now, Simon is the man behind the Red Sprite event that we mentioned last week on the programme. Happened in Red Hill, happens every month and uh, it's all to do with kind of technology. They have various speakers. So if you're a bit of a Techo geek and so on, and you like knowing things about uh, how things work and AI. So new technology, but of old technology as well. Then uh, Red Sprite is the uh, is the place to uh, to go along to. As I say, once a month down in Red Hill. Well mention future events as and when Simon tells us about those it was my intention to go to the event on Tuesday but couldn't actually get there for various reasons but Simon says it was a good evening and I mentioned your podcast to everyone Simon thanks ever so much for that he says thank you for the shout out last week great to have all the details included I listen every week normally on a Saturday and have done so since the start or at least within a couple of weeks anyway Simon thanks really appreciate your uh, uh your support there And and don't worry, all of our previous episodes, you can get them on your favourite podcast app. So they're always there. Don't worry about that if you miss the first couple of episodes. So, But anyway, thank you very, very much indeed for getting in touch and uh, for mentioning us to the people that went down there on Tuesday night. So if you're a new listener, maybe you met up with Simon, maybe you'll meet up with me next week at that Red Sprite event. The Archway Theatre says we're very happy to welcome the Planet Rygate pod podcast on board as our very new media partner yeah we are media partners as i mentioned before uh, with the archway theater in hawley so that means i am contractually obliged to mention that and uh, they say the planet reigate podcast is a free weekly family friendly magazine type podcast with a variety of guests and features exclusively about our area you know what? I couldn't have explained that better myself. It focuses on all that's good about Rygate and the towns and villages in its orbit, including us at the Archway Theatre. Yeah, really pleased to be involved with uh with the Archway Theatre, Peter and the uh and the guys down there, so I'm going to be uh doing a, a short interview with them in the next few days so you'll be able to hear that in a future episode of the Planet Rygate podcast and essentially what that means is that we'll mention all of their productions and in return we'll get a mention in their program as well so it strikes me that if you're involved with a a group a business a charity an event something like that and you'd like to be a media partner with the Planet Rygate podcast do get in touch with us it's hello at the Planet Rygate podcast Dot com. As I said last week, it doesn't necessarily mean that money changes hands, but we could we could sort something out if you get my drift. We'll, we'll, we'll do a kind of contra deal; it's what they call it in the trade. And also, finally, for now, Catherine says hello, Planet Rygate Podcast. Thank you for the great show, Catherine. Thank you very much indeed for uh, getting in touch and for supporting us. And also, one more here: Jess says. Well done on setting up the podcast. It's clearly taken a great deal of hard work. It's fantastic that Surrey has such a strong sense of community, and that strong sense of community is really replicated when you know about all the fantastic things that happen in the Planet Rygate area of RH one, two, and three, uh, and and you hear about those every week at the start of the show in your planner, your weekly planner for the next seven days. We call it the Good Time
0: Guide. The Good Time Guide. Things to do and places to go on the Planet Rygate podcast.
1: Yvonne is here from Little Kickers a little bit later on in the show. Also, we're going to be hearing from Rebecca from Merstham about what she loves about living life around here. Brockham is our destination for our 60-second soundscape. But first of all, let's start off with The Good Time Guide and various events which are happening Saturday the 17th of February. The Force's Fry-Up is happening from 10.30 at the Garibaldi pub in Red Hill. They say, come and join us for our second year anniversary. And this month's breakfast is sponsored by RV1 Gin. Booking is absolutely essential to avoid disappointment. Info at garibaldiredhill.co.uk Here's another one which is happening on Saturday the 17th, and that is a pre-loved baby and children's sale. It's clothes... They're not actually selling pre-love babies. It's uh, Saturday, 11 till 3 at Newton Hazel Hall, 13 Battlebridge Lane in Merston. £1 pound entry fee for adults. Children go free. Money raised will go to the 5th Rygate Scout Group. Mentioned this last week climate pilgrimage. It's a Reigate and Tandridge walk, a seven-mile semi-rural walk on the North Downs Way, which is mainly off-road. Two steep climbs and a minibus option for those who may find these difficult. Starts at 10 o'clock for a 10.30, or gather at 10 o'clock for a 10.30 start at the yard at Reigate Station. There's going to be a lunch stop around about 12.30 at St. Catherine's, rh1 and they're going to be finishing at st peter and st paul's church in shulden lifts will be provided at the end of the walk back to Merst station or Rygate station car park if you want more details on that it's quite a complicated um uh, email address and website get in touch with us at the planet Rygate podcast we'll pass those details on hello at com. The Red Lion in Red Hill. They say book your table now via landlord at redlionredhill.co.uk or phone us on 01737 778252. Why would you want to do that? Well, because you want to take part, don't you, in their race night, which is happening on Saturday the 17th of Feb, raising money for K9 Rescue International. It's at 8 o'clock, the first race. Cash only bets. And as I say, more details on that. Landlord at redlionredhill.co.uk Let's move on to Sunday and the Run Rygate Winter Trail Race is back. Uh, They're they're sold out, but you can still go along and uh, support them, which is happening, as I say, at uh, Sunday at Gatton Park in Rygate. So there's going to be a a fabulous 5K multi-terrain loop taking in the beauty and the February snowdrops of the Gatton Trust estate. Very much a, a simple event, easy for you to take part if you're a runner, not too much hanging around in the cold, but still a really great experience. And you've got the choice to run one or two loops 5k or 10k, your choice, and you can decide actually on the day. So there's one race that happens at 8.30 and the 5k and the 10k take place at 10 o'clock. Post-race goodies, prizes for top finishers, fabulous medal for humans, and also they've told me that there's stuff for dogs as well. A fabulous medal for dogs, dog treats, and uh, the the, the dogs will be chip-timed as well. Now, be warned, there are steep declines, there's a weird cross, and narrow, uneven trim trail included along the route, they say making our trail race very exciting. So uh, if you're going down there on Sunday, have a good time, whether it's running or whether it's supporting somebody else. On Monday, London's Lost Department Stores. Yeah, this is a talk being given. It's subtitled A Vanished World of Dazzle and Dreams. And it's all happening on Monday afternoon, as I say, 2.30. In her lecture, Tessa Bowes will be taking you back to the vanished era of confidence and style, celebrating such fabulous, much-mourned emporia as the vast White Liz in Queensway, yeah, with its sweeping staircase, gamages of Hoborn, and its peerless toy department, and grants of Croydon that kitted out the RAF. Maybe some of those names are familiar to you. It's a talk which is be- going to be happening courtesy of the Arts Society uk. If you want some more information, you can uh, get in touch with Debbie Jones at tasb at gmail dot com Debbie Jones tasb at gmail.com or the Art Society, It's £5. You can either go along and see it in person at the Hall of Betchworth or join them via Zoom. Tuesday at the Archway Theatre in Hawley, they start their run of much ado about nothing, goes from February the 20th through until the 24th. And uh, they say the war is over. Everyone is full of giddy relief. The winning army returns in triumph to Messina, to the gossipy confines of a leisured household, ready to rub shoulders with the locals and celebrate their victories. Everyone's content until a malicious plot is contrived to destroy love and publicly shame an innocent girl. yes. Yeah, some cupid kills with arrows, some with traps. It's Much Ado About Nothing by that there William Shakespeare. February 20th to the 24th and also February the 28th to March the 2nd. And I'm pleased to say... The Planet Rygate podcast is proud to be official media partner with the Archway Theatre in Hawley. For more information and booking details, go to archwaytheatre.com or phone 0333 666 3366. Wednesday the 21st, Under 11, Futsal League. Yeah, a new eight-week league starts on Wednesday. At a fantastic indoor venue in Hawley. It's a superb complement for grassroots training. Now, futsal is a fast-paced five-a-side game which encourages players to think quickly while moving into space and passing on the floor. 40 minute games so two 20 minute halves there's a referee for every match there's trophies for league winners and runners up there's live results and tables and also it's all filmed so you can uh, get full match footage via special cameras they've got set up as well really interesting stuff 07870 496 if you want to register uh, your team 07870 or you can go along and play as an individual. Also, let me tell you about a comedy club event which is taking place on Wednesday as well. It's happening at the Old Regations RFC. Doors open at 7, live at 8 o'clock. And the headline act is Stefano Paolini uh, from Channel 4's Double Take, BBC Radio 4's Dead Ringers. One of the best stand-ups in the country, it says here. Plus, Joe Bohr is a must-see, according to the write up from Alan Carr well if Alan Carr says someone is a good and a funny man then uh, you've got to believe him Joe Bohr is the man 21st of Feb Old Rygations RFC if you want to go along there you can meet new singles at Simona's on Wednesday night, £20 registration includes a free drink. Visit Simonas.co.uk. Got a phone number here for you as well. 01737-22580. It's at eighty-six High Street in Rygate. On Thursday 22nd, the Arts Society, Rygate, say we hold monthly talks on a variety of uh, subjects about the arts and we'd like to invite visitors to come along. They meet the fourth Thursday at Rygate Park Church and Travels with a Trowel is the event this month, the adventures of an archaeologist, Louise Schofield, is an archaeologist who was curator of Greek Bronze Age and Geometric Antiquities at the British Museum from 1987 to the year 2000, and as I say, she's going to be giving a talk on Thursday the 22nd of February at Rygate Park Church from 2 o'clock. The mayor is going to be holding a quiz night on Thursday at the Town Hall to raise money for his chosen charities, the Lucy Rayner Foundation, Royal British Legion. Tickets £15 ahead. Doors opening 6.30. The quiz starts at 7. Eight quiz rounds. You can play in teams of up to six people. Mayor at reigate-banstead.gov.uk Talking about Reigate-Banstead Town Hall, don't forget we got an update on what happened there. There was an incident at the Town Hall. Rather surprising. Little bit odd. We'll tell you about that a little bit later on ...in the show. Knight's Garden Centre at Betchworth Station Road... ...has Jeff Stebbings giving a talk on gardening. Uh, the coffee shop and the indoor plants area... ...won a first in the GCA Awards. So you'll be able to hear what Jeff has got to say... ...on Thursday the 22nd. The meal is at 6.15. Yeah, you can book a meal. A talk at 7.30. Main dish, talk and goodie bag... ...17.95 Ahead. Now, we always look ahead to the following Saturday as well. So, Saturday the 24th, Rygate Repair Cafe is back between 11 and 2 at the yard at Rygate Station. So, uh, maybe you've got a a lamp which doesn't work, a radio where the knob has fallen off, a hedge trimmer which has seen better days. Don't be shy, bring them along, they say. Rebecca who's, I know, a supporter of the show. Hi, Rebecca. Next Mums-to-be gathering is between 11 and 1 at the Corso Lounge in Reigate next Saturday. So not this weekend the Saturday after that, it's free Rebecca says come along to this lovely space have the opportunity to meet other mums to be, you'll also get to take away a little goodie bag with some treats and special discounts for upcoming events, to RSVP please book via Becca, B-E-C-C-A Becca at beyourownbirth.co.uk there's another quiz night happening Saturday the 24th, doors open at 7, quiz starts at 7.30 at the Providence Chapel, Chapel Road in Charlwood. Again, teams up to six, individuals most welcome as well. They'll sort you out, they'll put you on a table with some uh, friends-to-be. Entry, £3 per person, prizes, bar, raffle, complimentary nibbles, and you can register and enter your team now. O double seven three two one nine zero seven oh six. On the way, we've got Yvonne from Little Kickers in the next few minutes on the Planet Rygate podcast. Plus, we'll head off to... Ah, the aforementioned Rebecca is our guest from Merstham about what she loves about living around here. She'll be speaking and answering random questions from Roberta, the Rygate roulette robot, as the Planet Rygate podcast continues.
0: Planet Rygate is... The castle at Betchworth... The castle in Ryegate. And this is the Planet Ryegate podcast. In our new
1: sequence in a few minutes time we'll tell you about the latest on the closure of the Harlequin Theatre in Redhill and also the incident at the Town Hall in Ryegate this week. And that a local conservation area has been widened, and free food available from East Surrey Hospital. That's in our news sequence still to come on the Planet Rygay podcast. Mm -hmm. Little Kickers is a group for boys and girls who want to learn sport through play. And it's more than just balls and goals. Coaches integrate other skills like colours, numbers, following instructions, teamwork and so on. I've been talking to Yvonne about the classes she runs locally for the Planet Rygate podcast.
2: So Little Kickers is a preschool football development sporting academy for children. It's getting them into sports as early as 18 months. So they're learning not just football and sports, but they're learning early development goals, so learning their colours and their numbers and balance and agility and sharing and how to work as part of a team. So the programme is devised, as I said, from children up to 18 months and we go up to the eighth birthday. It's split into four different age groups so each child plays at their right level and, and is challenged in the right way. So the classes are fun, they have no clue that they're learning all of these early years development things, but the parents can see that they're learning as well as having an absolute ball.
1: You stole one of my questions because I've <laughs> written down here there's also socialisation and sharing and teamwork really? and stuff like that. that. That's
2: really interesting. It, isn't is, it? it is really the premise of it, to be honest. We use football as a tool to, to get children to play, but to learn all sorts of different things. You know, we do counting, days of the week. Um, colour recognition, um, along with all of the sporting activities. It's not just football. In fact, our our, our logo, if you like, it's, it's it's more than just football because actually, it, you know, kids are here to have fun, to run around, to learn, but sneakily they're learning all sorts of other things as well.
1: Because they don't necessarily want to go to uh, what what, was called in my day play group, I'm not quite sure they are nowadays but um, singing nursery rhymes and banging drums all of the time do they?
2: I mean they're fantastic groups and each child like you know lots of children do lots of activities, this is much more of a physical activity so they get to run off some steam, they get to play with their friends, they learn how to be part of a team Um, and of course you know they are learning other things as well and we do have a little song and we do have some times little dancers but it is predominantly sports led um, and the children just you know we love to see them getting involved and you know when they start often with 18 months they may be really shy and hesitant but as you see them progress through the program you know they're super and they just come on leaps and bounds and that's really that's all we want the children to have the best time
1: and you said children several times mm. it's not just boys is it even no. though it is kind of themed around football
2: Absolutely, and even more so, I think, nowadays, we're getting more and more interest from girls, which is so exciting. Um, Obviously, the success of the uh, the Lionesses, the English Women's Football Club, has really raised the profile of football. And
1: the local links with the Lionesses as well.
2: Absolutely. You know, we, we like to forge links with local football clubs anyway, so when our children do graduate from little kickers whether they're girls or boys we have a route for them to go and continue there if they choose to 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 play more competitively and we generally find if they've done the little kickers program they're snapped up pretty quickly because they know by that point they've been playing since they're 18 months and gradually as they get older learning about match play
1: and what are the kids getting out of it themselves What, what 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 do you hear at the end of a session
2: laughter happiness high fives cheers It's just a joyful thing to do, you know. Being a coach, a little kicker, is just so much fun, Um, and and we like to keep the coaching teams pretty static so they get to know the children in their classes so they really can see how those individuals are developing and they can tell if they're having a bad day, if they need a little bit of extra support but fundamentally when we see a child who hasn't wanted to join in for the first few weeks and then we see them evolve and have a brilliant time, well then that's what we really want and that's what we want for the kids to have a brilliant time.
1: And all of your staff are obviously checked, let's, let's put that out there and everything's all above board and certified and so on. in fact you're part of a large of larger Worldwide organisation. Indeed,
2: you? we are. So Little Kickers operates in multiple countries around the world. You know, Canada, um, America, Australia, South Africa, Europe, um, and of course, we, it's part of a the franchise there. And as any children's operator, we do have to be very careful. So the staff are DBS checked. They've done health and safety um, training. They're first aid trained, and a lot of the coaches know how to do you know, British Sign Language have had training for special education needs because we're very inclusive no child has turned away at the, at the kickers we've had children with, with walking difficulties in chairs and in frames we will adapt this program and we will include them because why shouldn't they be doing something as fabulous as this you know
1: and also what i've noticed as well as well as you've got some some, some girls here taking part it's very important isn't it to have adult males, young adult males, leading groups such as this, for children that perhaps aren't interested in in, in the Cubs or or, or some of those other organisations, to have a strong male role model.
2: I'm really glad you picked up on that because when I put together my coaching teams it is always a mix of um, male or female coaches and for many children the only male role model they might have at home is dad or, or um, granddad, and when they go to nurseries, predominantly still, it's still a, a female-led taught environment. And
1: so in schools as well, particularly yeah, primary schools. Generally,
2: it is. So actually, when they come here and get coached by a man, some children you can see they come in there a bit like, whoa, that's, that's a man. Um, and then you can see them really sort of build those lovely friendship relationships of you know coach and child and how they're supported. And so they they do really well. And it's the same, you know, with the girls, you know, the girl coaches. I love to see females coaching football. Why not? They're brilliant at it. So it's a good mixture. We like to have that in every team. We have a a nice mixture. I'd also point out we have quite young coaches. We start coaching and training people from 16. And my oldest coach, he's not going to be happy about this, uh, was 70 this week. So we're, again, very inclusive of the coaching as well. You know, it's all about how they relate to the children. And, you know, they're all great with them. So much fun.
1: We'll talk about um, your contact details and websites and emails and interview most time. Tell me finally, almost finally, um, what's going on here now?
2: So this week um, we are doing a particular themed week. So the children are using their football to work their way through the enchanted forest. So they have to dribble through the forest tall orange cones. They have to jump over the river squeezing their football. They have to go through the wide leg tunnels. And then they're going to be crawling and hopping and jumping all with a football. So it's all our games are imagination based. So there's always a theme, you know, we might have a circus week, we might have a jungle week, we might have, you know, under the sea week. So they're playing a game about using the football and it's all about imagination. So today we're just watching a coach do a demonstration. This is our third age group, a little bit older, so we expect a little bit more from them. So they're challenged per age, you know. Um, so it's lots of fun. I'm,
1: I'm genuinely impressed because when I, when, when I was coming down here, I thought to myself, it's going to be kids <laughs> kicking balls into kind of small, small little goals and running around a lot and shouting and screaming. It is so much more than that. I'm really impressed.
2: Thank you. That's the whole point of it. You know, there are different organisations. You know, some children do want to just kick a ball in the park. Absolutely nothing wrong yeah, yeah. with that. Go for it. But if you want to do a little bit something different and learn other things and have fun, a bit more structure... We follow, the, you know, programme does follow a structure. We have certain things we do each week. The themes change, but children actually learn through repetition. So even though the games change, they're still perhaps focusing on their little kicks or they're focusing on catching or they're focusing, you know, and we have um, a badge award scheme every quarter. So children of each age group learn a specific um, goal. They're working towards it, like whether it's kicking or problem solving or refereeing, depending on the age group. So there's a purpose to what we do, there's a structure. And then at the end of it, they get, every quarter, they get a certificate and a badge to put on their kids. So you see, the parents can see, wow, actually, they've come on so much in the last 12 weeks. That's what we're trying to do.
1: And some what the parents are saying to you as well? Are they saying that uh, little Jack or little Emily have, have improved at, at school as well because they have learnt their numbers, maybe in a slightly different way, because kids learn in different ways, don't they?
2: they? Absolutely do. Some are visual learners, some yeah. like to be deadly show, some like to be taught. Um, what we generally find is more about, for us, it's more about the parents being happy about the socialisation. And we are still picking up children that perhaps, you know, from COVID years that haven't spent time. And when we came back from COVID, we were in the first groups. We played outside in zones and bubbles. We worked it very carefully. Parents were so excited to get their children back out and socialising. So for most, it's their confidence. That's what we're looking How to play in a team, how to make friends, you know? Yeah, well, we run, you know, over 40 classes around East Surrey area. We go down as far as Dorking and Oxted to Mitchum to Banstead and what have you. Um, we offer free trials because, you know, I'm a big believer, come and see if it's right for your child. You don't have to commit. You know, come down, give it a go. I'm sure you'll love it. Um, they can contact us via the website at littlekickers.co.uk or they can drop us an email or telephone us and we'll arrange that for them. It's really very simple. To say free trial, come and see what it's like, if you like it. It's a monthly rolling fee, so there's no long-term commitment. Sometimes children want to do something different. Nothing wrong with that.
1: And great to meet up with Vaughan a few weeks back when uh, we went down to see her and, and saw the kids and the coaches in action. A little bit muffled on some of that interview, so apologies for that Now, uh, Yvonne, thank you so much indeed. I know you listen to the show, often see you favourite and like various posts we put up on social media. If you love the idea of girls playing football, which is absolutely fantastic, we did uh, several interviews when we went down to Red Hill Girls, part of Red Hill Football Club. And that was uh, in our programme, episode 21, just a couple of weeks ago. This is Peter. Peter Stewart, the Planet Rygate podcast. We're going to be off to Brockham for our 60-second soundscape. Yeah, before we go, at the end of the show, natural sounds from a place you know. And also, Roberta, the Planet Rygate robot, is here. But first of all, we've got our news sequence on the Planet Rygate podcast. (laughs) Let's tell you about a few things which have been happening over the course of the last uh, few days. We've got some travel news on the way. Also, how you can help save some local chickens. We've got uh, details about a brand new cafe which has opened in Rygate. And also news about another pretty famous one which is closing as well. Got a couple of charity appeals. And also, have you ever wondered why Donnings, the sports centre, is called Donnings? We got the answer for you, or the potential answer, in a few moments' time as part of our news sequence here on the Planet Rygate podcast. So, first of all, let me uh, bring you some details that I mentioned a little bit while ago about the Harlequin Theatre and Cinema building. It's going to be remaining closed for some time because of the crumbly concrete. You know, it's rack, isn't it? That's what it's called. The council says it's uh, committed to provide access to the arts and opportunities to engage in cultural activities and to maintain a continuity of service. You can tell that I'm t- ...taking this from a council press release, can't you? Because who else would write a continuity of service? Anyway, work, they say, is underway uh, to work out... ...well, actually, say, determine... ...to work out what, what exactly they're going to be doing over the next several months. So... Um, they're likely to be staying at the Harlequin pop-up in the Belfry. They're also looking at sharing spaces at other local venues. I wonder where that could be. It could be Donnings, couldn't it? It could be maybe some other empty units elsewhere, maybe upstairs at local pubs, that kind of thing, I'm thinking. Uh, Maybe at some of our local schools, potentially expanding the Harlequin outdoors uh, offer during the summer months, which worked really well, didn't it, back last summer in Reigate in the Castle Grounds. They say it's been a real challenge over the last few months or so. But you know what? It was really successful, wasn't it? Having the pantomime in Memorial Park in Red Hill, that big top panto. So everyone there associated with the council and the Harlequin and the uh, their the kind of arts entertainment department, they know what can be done. So I'm guessing it could be a bit of a challenge, but also really excited to work out where they're going to be housing those future activities and events. And they say more details about those plans are going to be available in due course. Please visit the Harlequin website to learn more about those activities and the events as they're confirmed. And of course, we'll do our very, very best to bring you details on the Planet Rygate podcast as well. Now, it has to be said that the council, as far as I understand it, doesn't actually own that building of the library and the Harlequin Theatre. So they're actually kind of managed by managing agents, JLL, and the council did put out on social media, so I can certainly let you know here as well, that if you want to get in touch, if you want some more information about RAC, then you can speak direct to those managing agents of the Harlequin and also the shops below the Harlequin as well, JLL, Their website is, as you might imagine, jll.co.uk, or you can call them on 020-7493-4933. A developer is appealing against the council's decision to reject plans for housing development near Gatwick. uh, The application to build 446 properties on Greenbelt land west of Rygate Road, Hookwood, also included community buildings and travellers' pitches. Now, it was initially turned down by Mole Valley District Council. The planning inspectorate will consider the appeal. A date has yet to be set for when they will make a final decision. A car reversed into the town hall reception in Rygate on Monday night, around about half-past eleven. Importantly, no-one was hurt. The police were called at the time of the incident, a 35-year-old man was arrested and a signposted alternative entrance was set up while the main entrance doors were repaired during the course of the week. The Ray Common Conservation Area has been extended. It's uh, just going a few doors down Ray Park Road. So what is a conservation area? Well, Rygate and Banstead apparently has 24 of them. They're areas of special architectural or historic interest and it means that if you live there and want to make changes to your home, or someone wants to build there and so on, uh, the council takes an extra special look. They get out their magnifying glass and they they put up posters, don't they, on lampposts and things like that to ask if if people have any objections. So it could be really awkward for you if you own a property down there, because you may not be able to knock down a wall or put an extension up, that kind of thing. But also it may mean that if you live in a conservation area your property may be worth a little bit more. It doesn't stop all changes, but it is a way to help control them. Now, this extension to the Ray Common Conservation Area, not big, just five buildings on Ray Park Road, which were actually some of the first buildings to be put up there in the mid-19th century. Uh, and, And it has been decided they, quote, contribute significantly to the identity and character of the area and if you know uh, the road if you drive up and down there maybe you you walk down that area maybe you live a few doors down as well you'll be able to uh, picture in your mind's eye as you're listening to this the kind of houses that are there and you may think yeah they deserve to be yeah they, they're kind of synonymous with the area they deserve to be protected I, I'm, I'm with the council on this one a community fridge is now based at East Surrey Hospital. So they collect surplus perishable food from local businesses, including the on-site produce stall three arches restaurant and, and local supermarkets as well and that food is then made freely available to the community and they say that fosters a sense of sharing and support and it's open to everyone in the community providing an opportunity for individuals and families to get fresh nutritious food items that might otherwise go to waste so, Yes, yeah, so anyone can visit the community fridge and take items for themselves and their families and the whole idea is pretty simple take what you need leave enough for other people uh, the unpredictable variety of food items include things like bread, pastries, fruits, vegetables, milk, yoghurt and eggs and the fridge is just inside the east entrance at East Surrey Hospital so it's opposite the multi-faith centre and it's going to be available 24-7 so maybe a bit tricky for you to get there if you're in town, Redhill, Reigate, uh, Merstham, Buckland, Betchworth, Brockham. but if you work at the hospital and maybe you're not on much money as you know uh, porters cleaners and 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 some of the caring staff and receptionists and so on it could be really really useful for you couldn't it? the community fridge operates on a giving and receiving basis they say individuals are encouraged to contribute surplus food items they may have cheese fresh fruit vegetables table sauces pastries unopened pasteurized milk and yogurt unopened fruit juice Salads, uh, salads, uh, traceable lion-stamped eggs—so not eggs from from the chickens in your back garden. Eggs with clean shells as well, and with with the use-by date stamped on them. Uh, otherwise, Edwina would will, will get a little bit upset, wouldn't she? Certain items are not accepted: cooked food from unregistered sources. Yes, so don't make a uh, you know spag bol and take it down there. No, no, no. Uh, Unpasteurised milk. Uh, cooked rice, raw milk, cheeses, pates, bean sprouts—so uh, so anything like that—they're not interested. They can't accept those think you can understand why and and the community fridge is made possible through the support of the sash charity that operates there at surrey and sussex hospital and thanks to a generous grant from the community foundation for surrey and they say thank you to all the local businesses who kindly donate food and to our brilliant team of volunteers who look after the fridge and you can find out more via sash.charity at nhs.net or you can give them a call 07966 235 171. Hairdressers, are you a hairdresser? Do you own a salon? Don't miss out on free online training this coming Monday between 6 and 7. It's all been put together by the East Surrey Domestic Abuse Service. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, hair salon, domestic abuse, what is the link, Peter? Well, for many, your salon is deemed safe, and these spaces become an environment where people can talk. They talk about the holidays they've been on, they talk about maybe their kids growing up and what GCSEs they're taking, and and, and they may also talk about domestic abuse, yeah? Victims can confide in you as a hairdresser, as a salon owner, uh, someone that they trust, with information on how to refer for help, you can become really invaluable and influential in cutting the impact of domestic abuse and ensuring victims know somebody is listening. You know what, if someone is being followed, someone's keeping an eye on them, but they're sitting in a salon chair, you can understand that they don't have to make eye contact, but they can talk to you about something which is going on in their life. And that could be really, really helpful. So if you are a hairdresser, if you're a salon owner and you want that free online training, it's on Monday between 6 and 7 at night. It's a little bit complicated the way to get in touch. But if you are interested, hello at the planetrygatepodcast.com for more information. Now, can you help our friends at the Include charity? They're looking for storage space in Redhill or Merstham. It's for things like percussion instruments and, 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 and T-shirts and props and signage and mugs and things like that. Yeah the charity's running more community inclusion projects right across the area. You will have seen them wouldn't you at various events across the area. Uh the the include choir is is perhaps their their, their, their main claim to fame. Uh there's they've got so much stuff they they need somewhere to store it all and they've got no more space at their at the place they rent at the moment so they need access outside of office hours because obviously projects run into evenings and weekends they, they can't actually fund paid for storage but local companies and people that support them do get something out of the partnership as well and so there, there may be you know a bit of cross fertilization they may be able to come and train your staff in, in, in things like Makaton and things like that you may have part of your budget which allows it yeah you you you, bit of creative conversations need to be going on here don't they so they've got paperwork they've got banners for promotion they've got their branded t-shirts letters flyers song folders refreshments stuff like that all of these added resources mean they need storage space they need your help if you can help them info at include.org and hattie. (laughs) and also penny over there will be really really pleased to hear from you can you help them out the merston Boot library has been an amazing success boot library what's that yeah helps many people get involved with football not just kids and the success is all down to the incredibly generous donations they need more boots shin pads Goalkeeping clubs, that kind of thing. You get the idea now, don't you? If you've got any you no longer need, please bear the boot library in mind. You can drop them at the hub at Merston Football Club or they'll come along and pick them up. So do you have any spare kit, essentially, footwear? And, and also those shin pads and the gloves as well for local footballers, various sizes. They'll do the cleaning for you. Don't worry about that too much. But if you want to get in touch with them, then you can get in touch with me. Hello at the planetrygatepodcast.com and I'll pass on the details. If not, you can uh, search for them at Facebook Merstam Community Group and you'll be able to find the details there, I'm sure congratulations to a new cafe which has opened up in Reigate. Yeah, congratulations to them. It's our second uh, uh, cafe that we've talked about over the last recent weeks. Yeah, Han, is a new cafe uh, they're going to be serving the full menu including full breakfast pretty soon but for now you can treat yourself to own brand coffee homemade cakes and also a hot sandwich as well and uh, there was a post in the week i noticed that said they, their coronation chicken was the best that this poster had ever tasted great choice of delicious cakes freshly made lunch bits and the most welcoming and friendly staff nothing was too much trouble highly recommended it's their second Location, 17 Church Street in Reigate. However, the Flint House is closing down. Yeah, their journey completes... This Saturday, the 17th of February, they're leaving Bell Street. In a post this week, the owner said it's been a memorable ride and one we couldn't have done without the support of our fabulous staff, our friends and family, and of course the awesome support from our customers. They say we've met some amazing people, had a lot of laughs, we're really proud of what we have achieved. For us, they say, a new chapter awaits so, thanks so much to everyone who's been involved with the Flint House. Thank you for providing that fantastic service and food over the last several years. And uh, best wishes to you as, you as you say yourself, open up a new chapter. Mentioned chickens a while ago. And the Chicken Rescue UK, Newdigate and Charlwood branch need your help yeah they've got a first rehome of 2024 it's for 1200 hard working hens they say these girls are still laying lovely eggs and they would love to lay their eggs especially for you their new families so these are hens which have been in various barns and kind of factory situations can you look after them do you have some space in your back garden they say Can you step up and help us ensure the processor lorry goes away empty and all of our drivers leave the farm full instead? If you can offer them a new home, please head over to the website and reserve your girls at chickenrescue.co.uk, local collection points for Newdigate and Charlwood on the 17th of February. Rygate Business Guild says our next members meeting is Wednesday the 21st of February at Woodhatch Community Centre, 9.30 in the morning. Registration is available on the website and we look forward to seeing you there. And we've got some travel news for you. Roadworks lasting 11 months are starting on one of the main roads through Caterham. Uh, The work aims to improve Croydon Road's footpaths and water drainage, while new benches, charging points for electric cars are also going to be going in as well. And uh, there's also going to be a site compound where they store everything. That's going to be in front of the play area on Timber Hill Park. As the work begins, it goes all the way through... ...until the 9th of December. So Croydon Road in Caterham... ...is going to have traffic lights partial road closures, so, uh, you know, it's it's going to be the whole nine yards, isn't it? Some parking bays near Timber Hill Park are going to be suspended for the duration of the work. Some pavements are going to be occasionally closed as well, and shops and businesses will remain open, although Tandridge District Council says the work may cause noise, and uh, some overnight operations as well, so do be aware of that. Got some more travel news for you as well, because... Norwood Hill Road in charlwood is going to be closed for two to three weeks from Monday the 19th for maintenance and upgrade works. The road's going to be closed from the junction with Stan Hill, that's a junction as opposed to a person, to the junction with Colin Dean Lane. And reports that on the A217 by the Kingdom Hall of Jehovah's Witnesses, maybe there could be a few speed cameras going up there. So bear that in mind. Don't be caught out. Just in case it will be cameras, be aware of that.
0: The Planet Rygate podcast. Great stories from Red Hill.
1: Yeah, Red Hill and, of course, the Sports and Leisure Centre of Donnings. And you may remember a few weeks ago on the show, it suddenly occurred to me, why is Donnings called Donnings? And I asked anyone who knows to get in touch with me, and there was a resounding silence. Not that we don't have hundreds and hundreds of listeners, of course we do, it's just that no one, I guess, knows why Donnings Is called Donnings. So I did a little bit of Google research, and I couldn't come up with anything at all. So I got in touch with the Surrey History Centre, which is based over in Woking. They are a font of knowledge. I've contacted them a couple of times about a couple of things. You'll hear the results of those over the next few weeks and months on the Planet Rygate podcast. And I said to them, do you know why Donnings Sports and Leisure Centre in Red Hill is called Donnings? And they wrote back to me and said, well... A search of their ancestry files, both locally and nationally, has shown whether Donnings was a local surname. Because it kind of occurs to me that maybe there could have been a Mr. Donnings or a Mr. Donning, yeah, who who perhaps owned an area. Uh, Maybe there was a big family and plaques and, 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 and no, no, no. They can't find a Donnings family. So then they searched through their collection of ordnance survey maps and found that the leisure centre was built on the site that on the 1963 map for Red Hill had marked as number 44 Linkfield Lane. But the building wasn't named and they haven't found any other buildings called Donnings on any of their other maps. Hmm. So, got a. Kind of a bit of a stumbling block there as well. So then they searched the 1939 register and found that there was a house called Donnings Place on Linkfield Lane in Red Hill. Now, that register didn't actually come with a map, so they can't actually be certain. But then they looked at the order of the house names and the numbers, and they reckon what was numbered as 44 was Donnings Place. And also on their catalogues, they've got a sale particulars document from 1896 for number one. And number two, Donnings Villas, a semi-detached villa on Linkfield Lane. Long since gone, of course. They say this is not a definite answer, but it looks like the leisure centre was named after the house on whose site it was built. So there you go. I'm really pleased with that. I love that little bit of local history. And our thanks really have to go to the Surrey History Centre because they've really helped me out. Now, if you're really interested in, in local history, if you're trying to trace roots, if you've always wondered about something and it's 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 thrown up a, a big fat zero when you've done a Google search, you could do worse than go to Surrey surreycc.com for County Council, surreyccgovernoruk gov.uk, slash Surrey History Centre. And as I say, they are based over at Woking-Goldsworth Road. It's free to go in, it's free to park right outside, and they're really helpful people. So there you go. Next time someone asks you, why is Donnings called Donnings? Next time you play sports there or drive past there on that really awkward roundabout, isn't it? (laughs) Then uh, you know why Donnings is called Donnings. And if you're getting your tyre replaced at the tyre repair workshop, or maybe you're parked at the car park just over the road, or if you're going to one of those businesses just over the bridge and you're waiting for something to be repaired, you can look over to the leisure centre and you can imagine... Donnings Villas there, back in the late 1800s, and what is now the Leisure Centre.
0: Planet Rygate is playing sports at Donnings and enjoying the theatre at the Harlequin. And this is the Planet Rygate podcast. Well, you know, one out of two ain't bad.
1: News and weather together on the Planet Rygate podcast. And uh, always at this time, Professor Weather sends through his uh, local weather stats uh, from the past uh, week, 10 days. And here here we go. So uh, what have we got here? Oh, just one this week. Rain on Thursday, the 8th of February. Boy, do you remember that? It, it was torrential. There was a lot of rain, wasn't there? So rain back, uh, what, a week, 10 days ago. Thursday, the 8th of February was 27 millimetres, making it the wettest February day ever recorded by Professor Weather in Rygate. what is the forecast then for the next few days saturday mostly dry conditions cloudy skies just a few bright spells and a small chance of the odd light shower overnight a band of heavy rain will move in from the west sunday will be rather unsettled with heavy rain lingering for much of the day turning patchier later and monday we'll see a mixture of sunshine patchy cloud and showery spells of rain moving in i, I quite like reading the news and weather Maybe I should think about doing it for a job. I dunno. Should I do
3: Welcome to Rygate Roulette on the Planet Rygate podcast. My name is Roberta. I am the Rygate Roulette robot. I want to find out more about what you love about living here. Spin the wheel to play, and I'll ask you a question.
4: I'm Rebecca Mills, and I run a hypnobirthing and antenatal business called Be Your Own (laughs) Birth. Where locally
3: do you feel happiest?
4: I do love where we're standing right now, which is Priory Park. Um, I've come here for years um, and I love coming here with my two children because they love the playground in Priory Park. We also love walking down and going down to the duck pond and looking at the ducks, and it always brings a smile to my face when I come to Priory Park. Love it here. What's the
3: best local thing about here for children?
4: Well again love Priory Park so Priory Park is a fantastic place for kids because of the playground and the duck pond. I also love the new lights in Red Hill. So that is brilliant because of the bowling and the, the arcade complex and the cinema. It is fantastic the lights that's brilliant for kids as well especially if it is a rainy day. And unless you go a bit further out there's not much there wasn't much before in terms of those sort of you know indoor activities for kids to do and, and something like that is brilliant because you have got so much in that complex it's not just cinema but there is the bowling and like i say all the there's axe throwing and there's all sorts of really random but really good things in there so yeah brilliant for kids brilliant
3: where locally have you laughed loudest and longest
4: I'm going to mention this because this didn't happen that long ago actually and at the time it wasn't funny but looking back it is. So the duck pond at the bottom of Priory Park, um, so my toddler has a favourite teddy that she loves carrying around everywhere. On this particular day we went to go see the ducks, she decided that she wanted to throw the teddy in the duck pond to which we thought oh no this is a teddy she can't live without, we better get this, to which my husband had to do a flying leap on the floor put his arm out to get the teddy before it floated away and we were literally seconds away from this teddy floating away forever. But it was just so comical seeing him like literally doing like a cricket match where they're sort of going along the floor to stop a ball. He literally did a flying leap and just about caught the teddy in time, to which my eight-year-old thought it was hilarious and he burst out laughing, to which we then burst out laughing because we thought, well, we got to laugh because that was quite funny. But that was quite amusing, actually. That was quite funny. What
3: was the best day of your life here?
4: Uh, Well, a really lovely day, which I still remember. It was a month before we got married and it was my husband's birthday. And I wanted to throw him a surprise birthday meetup with loads of people he hasn't seen in years. And we booked a table at one of the pubs in Rygate, which had a really lovely view overlooking the Rygate cricket ground. And it was lovely because he thought it was a meal just for me and him before we were getting married. And then one by one, people started coming and he thought, what are they doing here? You know, what are they doing here? Even people we hadn't seen for years. And that was lovely, because by the time everyone came, he had such a big smile on his face. And it was a really nice, I suppose for him, a, a send-off of Singleton before we got married. And that was lovely, because I've, the smile on his face and the happiness that gave him, seeing all these people for his birthday, I'll never forget that. And that happened here in Rygate.
3: What is your favourite local fact?
4: So one of the facts I love, um, I'm very into history and I love anything to do with royal history and kings and queens and a fact that I loved when I first moved here many years ago when we was walking through Priory Park is the school in Priory Park the fact about that is the house used to belong to one of King Henry VIII's wives' relatives I believe it was Catherine Howard I'm sorry if I'm wrong about that, I think it was Catherine Howard but the house belonged to one of her uncles whilst they were married and I thought that was a fantastic fact
3: Thanks for playing the Reigate Roulette game. I loved your answers. I will be back next week but before I go here is one of my favorite robot jokes. Why are some robots insecure? Because their intelligence is artificial. Ha 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 ha. You've been a great audience. I'm Roberta the Reigate Roulette Robot. Goodbye.
0: This is the Planet Rygate Podcast. Thanks so
1: much indeed for the loan of your ears this week and hopefully you'll be able to join us next week for episode 24 of the Planet Rygate Podcast.
0: Next week on the Planet Rygate Podcast. Yeah,
1: our guests will be from the Rygate Corps of drums. So get your marching shoes on. Plus, of course, our regular features. We've got the good time guide. ...and also we'll have the news and weather together... ...and Rygate Roulette as well... ...and other features from across the planet Rygate area... ...of RH1, 2 and 3. But of course, before we go... ...at the end of the show... ...natural sounds from a place you know.
0: The 60-second soundscape... ...local natural sounds... ...uninterrupted.
1: And this week... ...the birds. And if you listen very carefully... The Bagpipes, recorded on Mill Hill Lane in Brockham.